Welcome to the Profitable Farmer Podcast, where it's all about increasing the profitability of your farm by working smarter, not harder. In this episode of Profitable Farmer, my guest and I speak to the strategic plan that they have constructed for their business. You may not be able to see the strategic plan that they are specifically speaking to, but enjoy this podcast anyway. I deeply believe that it offers incredible inspiration and incredible insight as I interview some of our Farm Owner Academy clients about the results they're getting through the Take Control program. In this episode of the Profitable Farmer podcast, we take an excerpt from an internal webinar we ran last month with one of our Farm Owner Academy clients. Please know that this is a recording of that webinar in which my guest speaks to their strategic plan. You'll get an insight into the quality of their strategic plan and just how well they're implementing, but also you'll get a feel for our webinars that we run internally for our Farm Owner Academy clients as they move through our various programs. Enjoy this, and I hope it serves as real inspiration for you as you get set for your 2022 season. G'day and Happy New Year. I hope that the festive season has treated you kindly and that you're getting some well-earned rest after what was a pretty big finish and a significant finish for a lot of people at the end of 2021. But all the best to you this year. Um, and all the best to you. And I hope, as I say, that you and your family are getting a well-earned break. In this next podcast and the one that follows, I'm delighted to interview two of our Platinum Mastermind members who joined Farm Owners Academy for very different reasons um, and at very different stages of their business development journey. So in this podcast, I interview Jack Owen, And in the next podcast, I'm delighted to interview Ben Taylor. Now, both of these individuals and both of these families joined us through the Take Control program. And over the next few months, we're running a campaign promoting Take Control program to our community. It is a fantastic mindset, entrepreneurial and business strategy training. So if you're looking for better planning and you're looking for more clarity and you're looking to set up a rhythm in your business that can get stuff done strategically to help you genuinely move forward, then this is the program for you. There's five components to it. Take control of you, your mindset. Take control of your time. Take control of your business. Take control of your team. And take control of your money. And in these next interviews, next two series of interviews, you're going to hear just how much Jack Owen gleaned from this program, how well he applied it, and the results that that has had and continues to have across his business as he sets down foundations to genuinely grow out a really successful farm business over the next few years. And in the next podcast, you'll get to hear similar about how Ben Taylor and his family have applied this to an established cropping enterprise in Southern Queensland. Two wonderful members of our community, two great businessmen in their own right, and two incredible interviews. For now, enjoy this interview 
with Jack Owen from Victoria as he shares his story on how he's applied what he's learning through Farm Owners Academy to his business and the impact that Take Control program has had for him. Jack, welcome and thank you for um, being available and being willing to share your story since Take Control and um, your strategic plan um, method and document with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Hutch. Great to be here. Happy to help. So, be good. Good on you, Jack. So, Jack, um, just to kick off, would you mind giving us a bit of the backstory pre-Take Control, um, how you arrived to your farm, um, how the transition played out and your um, your move to being part-time on the farm to full-time? Yep. So, um, wind the clock back a bit. I um, grew up on the farm and loved every minute of it, but... Um, when it comes to choosing a career, it was get a trade and um, have something to fall back on. So um, left left the farm and uh, become electrician. So qualified electrician by trade, and um, finished up there and decided I want to go farming. That's all I ever wanted to do. So um, I may as well do it. And um, got an opportunity to actually lease some ground and thought, right, now's my chance. I'll get out there and I'll conquer the world. So I was 24 at the time and, um, yeah, 12 months went past and I was 25 and I had nothing to show for my 12 months of effort on this farming journey of mine. And I thought, wow, is this the next 40 years going to look like this? Or I just couldn't understand how I'd didn't make money. I was working big hours. So I was putting in the effort and everyone made money along the journey except for me in that 12 months. And I thought, right. And I come home and I was absolutely deflated. I just didn't know what to do. And um, then, yeah, I started searching around and I found the Take Control program. So I give that a go. Yeah. What enterprises were you running on that lease block initially? Uh, it was all trade lambs, so buying lambs, spring sucker lambs, shear them and turn them out, sell them as sort of heavy export, I guess you'd call them. Yeah. but um, And was that full-time post um, being a, a trade sparky or was uh, it something you were trying to juggle in conjunction with being an electrician? No, I fully um, jumped in the deep end and then as as I realised it wasn't working out, I picked up the handpiece and uh, took that back up um, from previous years. And then I actually got a job on a farm sort of next door to the lease block, which helped out a lot because um, I was right next door. Um, very, very handy people to work for. I got use of their machinery um, and that helped a lot. I think I would have went down a lot quicker if it wasn't for them. But, uh, yeah, it was an interesting 12 months, a lot of learnings from it. But looking back, it was a very big, it was a big blur. Um, I was making decisions based on nothing, um, probably emotion more than anything, had uh, no data um, and 
yeah, it was something had to change. And I knew I knew there was something more out there because no one would farm if that was going to be like that. I, yeah, couldn't see anyone being a farmer if that was what I was going to be like. I think you'd um, be resonating with a lot of people listening that that you know in any in industry and in any enterprise. You know, unless you're in that top 20, 25%, it can be a really hard game to be in, right? Yeah, and it wasn't a, it wasn't a fun game either. Um, come home after a big day and, yeah, it was just, it was really deflating. It really was, yeah. And if, and if it didn't change, I probably wouldn't be doing it today. Yeah. And if, you, if it didn't change... Would it have been a financial thing that that pulled you up or burnout? Um, oh, a mix of both, financial, probably a passion loss. Um, yeah, burnout as well, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then it would have come back to, well, at least you've got a trade to fall back on and, you know, put my tail between my legs and go back and ask for my job back. Jack, I think that's when we came to know you was that you were working on the farm next door, managing that place and leasing this place. Um, what changed? Tell me about how you sort of moved through Take Control and, um, and and the impact that that's had and what you've applied. Yeah, so I did Take Control. Um, everything stayed the same, but I just did Take Control in the mornings. So I'd get up early and I'd just do some Take Control and... Um, Always just had it in my mind. If I just did did one percent, if I learnt something new every day, the compounding effect of that um, would exponentially grow. Um, and I just thought, right, well, I just got to keep keep doing it. You know, it was, it was pretty tough because I didn't want to um, keep leasing the land and you know doing all that same old, same old. But I had that. I knew I was doing something different um, compared to the below average that I was doing the previous year. And, um, yeah, that's where the shift come from and learning a lot about that. I actually then approached my parents and said, I want to come back home. I want to take this on. So you were quite disciplined around that morning learning, as I understand. Um, is that an approach that you'd recommend, getting that learning in early and making it a, a regular discipline? Yeah, for sure. A lot's changed now with the way I run my mornings, but the learning in the morning is still number one, like still a priority. Um, just being fresh, um, you know, coming home after a long day and saying I'll do some book work or I'll do some take control, it just it never happens. Um, you, you come home and there's always something or, or you get stuck at work. So, yeah, yeah, that was my discipline, waking up early and just, just get it done. I, I'd paid for it, so I may as well make the most of it. But just to jump forward to today and you started to mention that you approached your parents how does how does life look like for you in terms of the farm that you run and the enterprises that are on it compared to what it did look like when you started take control? Yeah, yeah. So 
Um, it's, it's very simple now. I've, I've sort of reared it all back in and just brought some simplicity to the business. Um, but there's only one enterprise in, in the whole business and it's, it's so simple but it's so profitable that it's just doesn't make sense for me to go out and dip my toe in a different enterprise. Yeah. So when you took on your family farm in addition to your lease block, how many enterprises were there? Uh, there was five, actually. Yeah, five all up. Yeah. So do you mind just describing those? Yeah, so the lease block was um, trade, trading sheep opportunistically. Um, and then we had a merino to maternal rec merino, so merino to merino, and then a merino to first cross, border lester, and then a border lester to a terminal, and then also a cropping um, enterprise as well. Program. And, and when you reflect back on that, how complex was that to exist within? Um, yeah, e everything had to go right for it to... Uh, for it to flow, for that flywheel to turn, everything just had to be right. And, um, you know, when lambs were good, we didn't have a lot of them. And if wool was good, we didn't have a lot of it. So um, couldn't capitalise on those um, market opportunities. Yeah, whereas now it's just one simple um, enterprise and we'll, we'll ride the wave with the way that um, market travels. But... When it's high, we're, we're in the money, and when it's low, well, we can conserve and we'll still be profitable. What is that enterprise now and what, what had that one come to the top of the pile for you as you were going through that simplification process? Yeah, so it's a um, maternal composite um, flock. So it's a maternal prime line um, flock. Actually come about um, through you, Hutch, um, I listened to a podcast one day and it's the only ever farm owners podcast I've listened to. And I don't know why I listened to it, but for some reason it popped up and I listened to it. And so I rang Tom Bull, who's the um, stud master and director of Lampro, had a good chat and, um, yeah, continuous chats after that. And, um, and he's become a great um, a great mentor really in that in that side of things and it was at the time when I was doing sort of um, setting up team a team around me I guess I was making sure I had the right people around me and um, I thought what better person to have around me than someone who's leading the industry in this field and who's proactive as well and who's grow, growing their business um, and, and loves the achievement of their clients doing well. So if I could have him on my team, I'm halfway there before I've even started, really, and I don't even, all I have to do is buy the sheep and the rams. I think it's important to clarify, I reckon there's two types of teams. There's the team that we have in our operating structure you know, our farmhands, our shearers, our lamb markers, our harvest contractors and all. But then we've got our executive team, 
you know, who are the leaders that we need around us to help us shoot the lights out and and jump up into that top 10% of performance. And just on that, Jack, having Tom Bull and Greg Johnson and, you know, some of the you know, farm owners, business coach, and having, having you've, you've sought out people to be mentors and on your leadership team, how, how much of an impact has that had for you? Yeah, well, there's not a day that goes by where I wouldn't talk to one of them people. Yeah. Yeah. So um, on that executive team, I've probably got a dozen, mm-hmm. dozen people sitting there that are just, you know, and it might just be a text message or um, or a Slack message, um, whether it's a mastermind call, whether it's a um, Q&A growth session on, on Zoom. I, I really, being young and a startup, I really lean into those people because I can learn a lot from them. Um, and not that I don't want to make mistakes, but I can minimise a lot of mistakes through um, the planning and, and just being vulnerable and asking them, really. And I... Yeah, mistakes are good in a way and you learn from them and you've got to have them, but a lot of them can be avoided and should be avoided, really. Yeah. And it just speaks to that point that our success is plus or minus the eight people that we most surround ourselves in. Um, and so, you know, the question that I have for everyone listening is, is who do you have around you in your executive team who are helping you reduce the risk of poor decisions and make better ones and who can you call on as a mentor and a a guide to help you on this complex journey that we're all on it's a great point jack um jack would you mind just sharing some of the key things that you learned on the take control journey that you know that have helped you springboard from where you were to an incredibly profitable business um you know with a, a predictable and um, sustainable outcome? Yeah, so the first one would be taking control of myself. Um, I just, I went to that module like a moth to a flame really um, and, you, yeah, I, I really do advocate that you have to get that right. That is priority one. What, whatever's going on around you is only a reflection of what's going on inside you and um yeah if if you can get those basics right on 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 yourself it it goes a long way to doing some great things with this program for sure yeah that's why take control of you is the first part of this program and I think you're right. I think it's the foundational one. I don't think that there's many other places where you can get mindset training in agriculture. Um, Jack, you've been really disciplined, like that learning that you do in the mornings. Um, Since you did tune in, I, I understand that you haven't missed a day, haven't missed a morning where you haven't exercised and done a morning routine to launch your day and set you up to be at your best. Is that still the case? You haven't missed a day? And what is what is your morning routine? 
Uh, yeah, no, I need, I do need it, yeah, for sure. And it's something that's just a habit now that's um, it's fun and exciting and, and I know the feeling at the end, um, how good it is and the decisions I can make on the other end. That's why I do it. Um, it's my morning routine is is definitely not for everyone. It's um, it's two two hours and twenty minutes long, so it's it's um, not yeah. It's definitely not for everyone. I wouldn't advise to start there either. Um, yeah, so it's twenty to five. I'm up. Um, yeah, exercise. You've got to sweat. You've got to be sweating. Um, if you want to know more about that, read the Five AM Club book. Um, yeah, sweating back home, um, meditating. Um, I'm actually a member of Mind Belly. It's a, um, it's a, uh, what would you call it? A, it's a personal growth um, course. It's personal growth website that's got you know hundreds of courses, and you just pick one and. You know, they go for 15 days or 21 days or 30 days. So I do one of them as well. Um, I'm actually in the middle of one um, at the moment. It's a yogi's, um, yogi's, lot, a yogi's um, path to joy, I think it's called, um, which is really exciting. It's just something new to learn. I Previously, I would never have done it. But it's just something different. It's not farming. It's it's just probably out of that comfort zone, really, and doing something different. Um, yeah, journaling, um, reading a book. I'm actually um, yeah reading reading a book that's aligned with my cap at the moment. Um, and then that's it. Yeah, that rounds up the two hours and twenty minutes, and then yeah, back. Uh, have brekkie and get into the day. The other things that we advocate is sort of a gratitude reflection or, or focusing in on gratitude and even some affirmations, I am statements that help get set. Have you called on any of those tools to help you along the way? Yeah, for sure. So one thing we do um, in this house between Bonnie and I is um, every night we've got to write um, three things we're grateful for and um, share it with each other. So that's that was her do, her doing, and I, you know, it was different at the start, but I love it now. Like it's it's awesome because it makes you think about the day and what actually did go right. So much goes right, but we always focus on that one little thing that went wrong. So yeah, that's brilliant, mate. Thank you. Um, we can touch on this tune in piece for a lot longer. What about? Um, you know, the the cap and the tape control piece, because I know equally that you've you've launched in um, to that component of this tape control program and consistently applied that to your business quarter on quarter for quite a few years now, or for, for quite a few quarters. Would you mind speaking to how you went about that and, and then after this response, I might even get you to share it if that's okay? Yep. Yeah, the cap, um, I think the cap was maybe maybe 60% of it was in my head already um, before farm owners. I, I knew the direction I wanted to go. I knew that plan I wanted. Um, 
the way I was going about it was definitely not, in my view, wasn't going to get me there. But, um, yeah, it was more about just starting with something. Like my first cap didn't have any company standards, um, no core focus. It was just 10, 3, 1. That was it. And just to have something on paper, I was, you know, I was better off having something than nothing. Yep. And um, it just grows. Like my company standards have changed a lot um, as I grow my business and work out what's probably more important than profit. Yeah. Yep. Control. The cap is our strategic planning method that you're going to learn as part of this program. So um, what we're touching on now is that strategic planning method. So, Jack, would you be open to sharing the cap that you have now and taking us through the key elements of that? And I guess as we go, I'd just love to hear how this has helped you make stronger decisions and align people to, you know, a common direction and, and how much clarity this has allowed you to have in your role. Yeah, for sure. Yep. I'll, um... Can you say that now? Yeah, I can. Absolutely. Yep. So, again, for those of you working through Take Control, this strategic planning module and actually you creating your first clarity action plan is a core part. You might not have got there yet, but this is part of this program. So, for me, this is just an amazing example of how to achieve and arrive to a compelling strategic plan that can align your family and your team. Thanks, Ben. Over to you. Uh, thanks, Jack. Over to you. Yeah. So this is um, first page. So um, company standards. They they did take a long time to establish. Um, wording of them is huge um, for me, anyway. Um, and not being afraid to take one out if it didn't feel right. Um, the first time I did it, um, you know, probably putting standards in that were just example standards rather than my own personal ones. Um, core focus, that's changed. Um, that definitely has changed since the first one. Um, more business folk, more business focused, rather than um, being confined to the boundary fences of my farm. Um, and I love farming, but I think my farm can do more more than what's on the inside of the boundary fences. If that makes sense. But just don't, just to speak to those, our company standards are. Are like our core values it's a it's they're the, the pillars around which you make decisions stand out and drive forward and core focus is really your vision statement for your business and it has to be significant and it has to be um, really stretch you and your team it has to enroll and inspire and often we arrive to that core focus statement by answering those three questions that you can see there what can you be best in the world at? What drives your economic engine? And what are you passionate about? Um, so, so important. 
those two things, I think, can govern every decision that we make in business. And no matter whether it's a, a minor or medium or a major decision, if you make decisions based on your pursuit of those two things, then it can make decision-making so much simpler as we get into the busyness of business. Thanks, Jed. Yeah, so 10 new goals. Um, yeah, there's a lot of thought goes into them. Um, they're just not random numbers pulled out of anywhere. Um, they do all align with, um, you know, acreage, how many acres, you know, things like that um, within the farm. Um, you know, lambing percentages is is a correlation to the revenue and, and then the profit of that um, is the KPI down here with the 70% gross income. Um, and the 800 kilos of lamb is a stretch, is a push, but I, I have seen it achieved in other farming systems, especially in Europe. So I don't have any doubt that that can be emulated in Australia. Be worth just letting people know where you where you farm, Jack, and and you know you are in a high rainfall area, right? Yeah, yes, I am. So thirty uh, k's west of Ballarat, about a um, yeah, I'd say six hundred mil rainfall um, this year, a bit higher, but yeah, on average six hundred. So, and a hundred hundred percent grazing, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent grazing, all pastures. Um, High intensity. The, the system is high intensity, um, which has a which has a. Um, if anyone knows a high intensity system, it has a high input cost but a lower cost of production, because the more you produce, the lower that cost of production comes down. The more that low cost of production comes down. Yeah. So. Yep. Now the feed bill might look big, but you're producing more lambs per hectare. So, yeah. so I, I love that construct. We feel good about ourselves, the degree to which we feel like we're in control and having core values, a vision statement, 10-year goal, three-year goal, one-year goal, and then a quarterly planning rhythm is what this document is designed to help you all achieve. For me, this is just as good an example as you'll see. Um, how empowering for you jack is it to have those three kpis that clear and in that order um for you as you go sort of get up and go about every day yeah they're always at the forefront of your mind um you know always asking questions around them how can i get better that's the biggest question i ask myself every day you know yesterday was yesterday today's a new day how can i be better than yesterday that's what it really comes down to at the end of the day. And I don't have to get 200% lambs weaned tomorrow. You know, um, it's a 10-year, it's a vision. So it's, it's, a, it's the journey and, and I know I'll achieve it. I, I have no doubt in the world that that 200% lamb weaning rates will become the normal. I, yeah, I have no doubt in the world that that'll become normal in um, a few years' time, and I'll be the first one to do it. Um, 
So my BHAG, this is this is big, um, and I don't know how I'm going to achieve it, but uh, uh, it excites me. It gives me a thrill to read that line there, and to think of a billion people. It's a lot. It's a big number, but yeah, I just get lost thinking about all the ways that that can happen, and that's just there's a good good little tool to reflect on that sometimes. I think. Um, a BHAG, big, hairy, audacious goal. And it's important to have something that you have no idea how you're going to achieve um, and set that, that, that down as something that inspires and enrolls you and the people around you. Um, I think that's incredible, Jack. And the thing I love about that, it's a lot of people have a BHAG around how big they want to be for them. But the fact that that's selfless, that you want to make an impact and, um, you know, on, on a group of people out there across the planet, for me, that often lends to being more enrolling and inspiring for you and those around you. But what, what an incredible um, and significant goal to go after. Brilliant. Yeah, for sure. May as, may as well make it as big as you can. Why not? Yeah, exactly. most, most people massively overestimate what they can achieve in a year and then ridiculously underestimate what they can achieve in 10. And most of us also spend so much time focusing on yesterday and today, but true entrepreneurs design the future. And you know, having this so clear and so strong on one page allows Jack to spend most of his time now designing his future, um, which is perfect. And so... Once you've got your 10-year goal, then it's about busting that down into a three-year goal that is achievable and is attainable and is the thing that gets you on track in pursuit of the 10-year. So do you mind taking us through your three-year goals, Jack? Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, like I said, these aren't just numbers plucked out of anywhere. They're, they're in relation to how many lands I'm going to achieve to have and how many users there are. Um, sales of those lambs and surplus use. Um, and this is just, uh, um, what does it look like? A list of, if I sit back under a shady tree and I just think, well, what do I want in the next three years? This is pretty much the first 10 things that come to my head, business, business focused. Um, and, and something that, yeah, like like Hutch said, I can see it happening and I have no doubt that it's not going to happen. I'll probably have no doubt it's going to happen um, a bit sooner than three years, but um, which, which some of these have changed because I did achieve some before, um, before the three years. So they were taken out and changed to new ones, but, um, yeah, quite happy with, the way they sit at the moment and and um, using them as a tool to drag into my um, 12 monthly plan as well. We talk about goals needing to be specific, smart, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic and time-bound. And these tick all of those boxes. We can move through and they're measurable enough that Jack knows exactly when he's achieved every single one of those. And... How much clarity, Jack, does that give you on your focus now, you know, in the short term? Yeah, for sure. There's, yeah, there's a lot of clarity around it because it's just so, 
um, compact and, um, you know, the bloke next door doesn't need to know what I'm doing, but I know what's happening. Um, and, and I can come in here any time and spend 20 minutes just going through it. Am I on track? Um, can I do something different? You know, is, is what I'm doing today going to help me get um, um, weaning rates of 200%? No. Well, why not? What do I need to do differently to get to that then? You know, do I need to ring someone and um, do a course on, you know, lamb survival maybe? I don't know. Just, yeah, I think you've got to continually ask questions around these to get clarity. Yeah, and that's where that clarity comes from. Love it. Ben, I haven't officially introduced you yet, but do you have a comment or question based on what you're seeing here from Jack? Um, I suppose to clarify what Jack's been speaking to, Hutch, their, um, you know, planning, obviously it's crucial. Uh, we, we, we use this tool quarterly every quarterly meeting we revisit it frequently it like jack said it changes it evolves especially as you become more comfortable with it um i think you know with a martin luther king having no stated having no plan is planning to fail so and i would wouldn't mind betting that probably 70 80 percent of farms would have nothing written down on a piece of paper so Anyone who's in this chat room or, or or looking at a piece at a document like this is all of a sudden becoming a, a top producer. It doesn't matter what field or enterprise you're in. So there's a win for you right there. And gathering this data, you know, it's, Jack makes it very clear that this data just, just just doesn't come from the air. So he's bang on about. So that comes down to knowing your numbers. So whether you've written that down on a on a on an envelope to gather that for the purpose of filling out this document, that will then evolve to an Excel spreadsheet. It may not happen tomorrow, but it'll happen in two weeks' time, two months' time. This evolves and and uh, and it seems daunting at first and and I bet you Jack's uh, cap looked exactly like ours, minimal. And uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's I'm a big fan of it, Hutch. Like I say, we speak to it as family at family meeting so i hope that answers your question mate well done jacko i've enjoyed looking at that and the big hairy audacious goal that's asking the right questions that's a big one to get your head around and and um and as a as a business owner and now stepping into the mindset of being a the leader and the director i'm challenging myself and asking the big questions so that's a learnt skill and uh the bigger and older it is the better answers you may get out of your out of your family members around you you may get laughed at <laughs> you may be well received it can be amazing where this little document can um, can take you and how it can uh, bring your family together through communication on a piece of paper yeah perfect ben thank you so we'll we'll touch on that more about how this has sort of brought your family together ben i think it's a cracking story um but as you say this is as good a clarity action plan as i've seen guys and i just think it's a credit to jack the level of rigor he's put into this 
if you're looking at this and feeling a bit overwhelmed, just remember this is Jack's, I'm going to guess it's seven or eighth iteration of this. It's, it's an evolutionary document. Your first one just needs to be draft version 1.0. But um, I'm just wanting to give you a vision here of what you can achieve if you stick at this over time. So, Jack, would you mind bringing us down to sort of one year and quarterly? Yeah, so here's the one-year, 12-month um, goals. Um, very, very achievable and something that's, you know, not not overly out of reach, um, but enough to push my business and myself to get there. Like that you conception of um, greater than 97% doesn't just happen with hope and a prayer. It's, you know, it's, I've got to push myself to get to there and I've got to learn a lot and I've got to go out and ask people and, um, you know, be vulnerable, um, get people on your farm and get them to have a look at your sheep and if they're not good enough, well, they're not good enough. Like there's no if, buts or what's about it. You've got to learn to, um, for me personally, I've got to learn to get better. So that's, you know, these ones are, are pushing me and I want to be pushed. I don't want to be average. Um, and all these, well, yeah, a lot of them have been achieved already. Um, yeah, which um, probably comes back to the point where you, you do underestimate um, what you can do in 12 months. And I think that can be sometimes bad for your business um, if you're not pushing yourself or you're not or you're not putting in enough time and effort planning wise to to put um, to put something on here just because you know you can do it yeah that's it I think that's the key Jack everything on there in your goals is a significant business improvement. Most people, to Ben's point, they don't have a plan that's in their head. It's been proven that this method helps you achieve seven times more in any given year than not having a plan or planning annually does. But everything you've got in there is something that is really going to move the needle in your business and help drive it forward. It's not just a, you know, you know, repairs to the shearing shed. These are major projects that are going to really see you drive productivity and performance. But look at the amount of capital improvement that you're making in a 12-month period. Um, you know, the payback on that has to be huge in terms of driving those KPIs that you speak to. It's, um, it's amazing to know that you've already achieved most of these already. Yeah, big emphasis on capital improvement for the reason that I'm one year into, who knows, hopefully a 40-year career in this business. So if I do it now, well, future generations are going to hopefully thank me for that. Yeah, the payback's huge. Yeah, exactly. So um, the brick list. So we'll go back a step. So then taking the key actions from your annual goals and having one or two or three only. Like a lot of people put 14 quarterly goals down, you've clearly just focused on what are my three. What is it that had you choose three, not 14? Um, you, you've got to achieve them. 
Yeah, you can't go into a quarter, I believe, and have 14 and kick off three and be happy. Um, I can, when I planned this, you know, I, I knew I wasn't going to make any profit or revenue for that quarter, and that's okay. I'm happy with that. But I knew I needed to do the next best things to set me up for January 1st. So ram selection, that's a big one because that's um, future generations of sheep in the system. Refinance with the bank, that's a massive one. Get it, get it done. For me, it was get it done while, I'm, while we're quiet and update my budget so 1st of January I can come into my cap, look at my budget, you know, can some of these be achieved with the updated budget, more capital improvements, um, forward cash flow for feed. I buy in all my feed. Um, knowing all that data as well, that's quite important for me, my business. And I want to do it. I get a thrill, if you have a look at this, I get a thrill putting that green paint on that, um, ticking it off, I guess you'd say. Yeah, yeah, so this third page of the Clarity Action Plan has you break all of those key projects down into action lists that are scheduled in your diary to get done. Yeah. So many people write strategic plans, to your point, Jack, that, you know, don't get implemented because they collect dust in a cupboard. The thing that I like about this method is that it is completely actionable week on week. And um, as you say, it... it allows us to delight in celebrating the execution of key tasks as we move through them. That's brilliant. Yeah. And I don't get overwhelmed. Um, I think if there was eight things on the list, like you look at that, there's um, nearly 20 hours of work there, um, plus all the other things I do on top of that. If I can mm -hmm. do 20 hours this quarter that pushes me forward, well, I think it's a pretty good achievement. So, Jack, what's, is, there, is there another key learning or change that you've made from the Take Control program that you'd like to mention in addition to mindset and getting this planning method in place? What, what's been the other big impact that Take Control had on you? Um, probably this make things simple. Um, and relax, just, you know, um, Rome wasn't built in a day, so you don't have to have the best farm tomorrow. And that was probably a big thing for me. Uh, I wanted the best farm, I wanted it yesterday. But now I understand that it is a journey um, and you, you, you're going to find things in the Take Control program that align with you and other things that don't, like the team building one in take control, I never really took any liking to it because I didn't have a team, I didn't need to build a team at that time. But as of now, I'm looking to build a team. So now I use it, you know, and I, I did take control two and a half years ago, two years ago. So it's, it, it is a forever ongoing journey and just to relax, um, do the work, don't, don't relax and think it's going to happen by doing nothing, but um, that's brilliant, mate. 
Yeah. And a final tip for people moving through the program, I love that you suggest to do it in the morning and make it a regular daily practice. Um, you know, you've lent into the mindset piece, tune in. You've completely lent into the take control piece. And I think you're right. If that's what you need and you don't need to focus too much on systems um, or team yet, that's completely fine. Um, but have you got a final tip for people moving through the program? Um, yeah, I always said if it's going to be, it's up to me. So if you're not going to come into this program, it's not a quick fix, um, anything like that. You, you, you got to put in the work and, and it's a much, it all comes down to how much you want it or how much you want to achieve from doing it. Um, I've got some pretty big goals and that so that's why I put in the effort to get there and I have no doubt I'll get there but um, I don't want to I'm not here to be average so that's why I play above average um, yeah awesome. put in the work put in the effort yep and you said this in your first comment that just today that you know, if things, if you're not happy with things that are happening out there, the first thing and really the only thing we can change is is what's in here. And, um, you know, your closing statement speaks to your opening statement, Jack, so thank you. Mate, um, yeah, of all the people that have been through Take Control, um, I see you implementing at least as strongly as all of them. And so to Ben's point, if you've got a plan, you're kind of in the top 20%. I think you're already, you know, playing at the elite level, Jack, and, you know, those three and 10-year goals absolutely are well within your grasp. Mate, thank you for sharing. I really appreciate you being open enough to share your journey and to share your plan. And, and um, I am absolutely sure that it's very motivating and inspiring for people going through this program at the moment. Yeah, no worries. I hope someone got something out of it. And there you have it, an incredible and inspiring interview with Jack Owen. Congratulations, Jack, on all your success so far with Farm Owners Academy and thank you sincerely for your openness. In my next podcast, I have a similar but very different interview with Ben Taylor from Southern Queensland who shares his take control journey with us and shares how it has impacted his established successful family farming business and help his family come together, be more aligned and achieve succession in a way in which they might not have um, considered possible. So I look forward to sharing that interview with you in coming weeks. For now, take care. Thank you and all the best.